0: Good evening, everybody. Merry Christmas. We're so glad that you are here with us on Christmas Eve at Fairdale Christian. And uh, it's our honor if you're visiting with us. we're, We're excited that you're here. And we hope that this service will just be a blessing to you. But we want to invite you to stand and celebrate as we behold our King, as we behold our Savior.
1: I
2: In the beginning the word was already
1: existed
2: the word was with god he existed in the beginning and he existed and god created everything through him and nothing was created except through him the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish the light Thank you.
3: Stop.
4: the.
0: Be seated. When I think about the Christmas season, one thing that I think about is that, that our God loved us enough that he, he sent his son Jesus, which can sound like such a, a, a trite or such an oversimplification of, of what God has done for us and who he is. When you look at the story of scripture over and over and over again, we see that, that people failed and that God responded and stayed faithful even when we didn't deserve it and I love that, he, loved, he did it to the point where he sent his son, Jesus he took on the form of a human and suffered and died for us on our behalf and so this, this Advent season or this Christmas season, whichever you call it just remember that, that Jesus in this time is about the aching and the yearning great action the moment that he would come and restore restore our hearts restore us restore us to right relationship with God with him so as we take communion together as we take communion together as a a church as a body we just want to invite you to remember that And, and if you're visiting with us and comfortable or unsure about what this time is, that's okay. We just want to encourage you to enjoy a quiet moment of reflection. But for those of you who know Christ Jesus, remember, remember, remember what he's done. Let's pray. Father, we're humbled, we're grateful, and so thankful for you. Lord, what a way to be born trumpets or processions or into a rich family.
2: You guys are the true rebels that braved all that cold and snow, so we're glad you're here. Give it up for yourselves for coming out here, being out here. I, uh, I love Christmas Eve service. It's probably my favorite service of the year, and here later on, we're going to have uh, candle lighting, so I hope that you got a candle as you came in. If you, if you didn't grab one of those, feel free to sneak out anytime time over the next few minutes and grab some for you and your family. Just watch the hairspray. That's the only thing I always like to say with kids. Watch the hairspray. It's not the, the 80s anymore, but you, you never know. But I uh, want to let you know a couple of things. Now, tomorrow, Christmas Day, uh, we're going to be having one service, one worship service at 11 o'clock. It'll be different than this service today, but we've got a wonderful service planned for you. Hope that you'll make plans to be here because, and you may not know this, but this is the last time that Christmas is going to be on a Sunday For 11 years, it'll be 11 years until the next one. So some of us, our children, my youngest will be 22 years old. The next time that Christmas is on a Sunday. Some of you, uh, you know, a lot's going to change. Some of you, some of us, maybe, you never know, will be with the Lord at that point. So this is going to be a big opportunity for us to get together as a family and celebrate and worship. Even if you're going to be out of town tomorrow, my challenge to you is find a church somewhere to worship the Lord. Uh, You don't want to miss the opportunity. And uh, the following Sunday is New Year's Day. We will also have just one service that day at eleven o'clock. So, want to make you know about, I want you to know about that. We'll all be together, one big family, and we're really excited. We've got, and uh, some of you know, uh, AJ and Janet Schubert, uh, who've led worship for us a couple of times in the past. They're going to be here leading worship. I'm going to be preaching, and, and it's going to be awesome. You really won't want to miss that. So, that's uh, on January the first. Start the year off that, with that. And I tell you, as we come to Christmas time. I think back over all the things that the Lord has done in, in us and in people's lives, and it just doesn't get any better than celebrating people who have taken that step of accepting Christ as their Savior and are baptized. And today, I just want to take a moment to celebrate three special people. We have got a picture of them, Pamela Powell, uh, Jamie Avis, and her son, Caden Avis, who were baptized last Sunday. So, Would you give it up for them to celebrate what God's doing in their life? Hard to believe that Christmas is in just less than twelve hours from now. I hope that you've got all your shopping done. I'm sad to say I have not. So as soon as this service is over, well, the six, I'll be out there in the gas station with some of you guys. Uh, looking forward to seeing you there. But uh, you know, it's crazy. But uh, do you, you know? Do you know what Adam? You think Adam in the Book of Genesis? You know what he said? the day before Christmas? He said, it's Christmas, Eve. I have a couple more gifts for you tonight. That's just one. I've got to be honest about a struggle that I have and have had for a while. My my problem is I think I watch too many Christmas movies because I, I, I love watching Christmas movies and I'm always trying to create as many magical moments as I can you know, for our family. And the problem with that is I always end up a little bit discouraged because there's never enough time to do all the things that you wanted to squeeze in, and there's never enough money, and there's, ne- there's just never enough of, of whatever to be able to do the things that you really want to do, to have the moments like you see in the movies, you know, and, and so it just kind of leaves you a little bit disappointed. And, and I fight disappointment when the moments don't happen the way that I thought that they would. I heard another story about a little Christmas disappointment. It was a husband and a wife. And uh, just a couple of days before Christmas, the wife woke up in the morning, and she said to her husband, she said, I had the the craziest dream last night. I dreamt that for Christmas, you bought me a brand new, beautiful diamond necklace. What do you think that means? And the husband just smiled at her, and he kind of winked, and he said, well, I don't know, but I guess you're going to find out. Christmas morning, and so Christmas morning comes, she gets up, opens up her gifts, and it's a book entitled, How to Interpret Dreams. <laughs> I think we all enter into this season with high hopes. We want to have, we want to have the best Christmas ever. How can it be the best one? The best one. I want it to be better than last year. So we think about, you know, freshly baked cookies and, and the trees strung with lights that never go out. They just last Forever and they're not tangled and we think about the fire crackling in the background while the kids play with their toys And they're never fighting or whining. They're just very happy and it's a picturesque moment And that's what we think in our mind But the quest for that kind of perfect christmas leaves us a little frazzled and stressed But here, here's the good news and this is what I want to share with you tonight is you still have time For this to be the best christmas ever You really do and you don't have to do anything. It's not about adding any, one more thing to your schedule. But you still, you've still got an opportunity to have the best Christmas ever. All through this month, if you've been with us, we've been celebrating Advent. Now, a lot of us, uh, for a lot of us, maybe in the, the background, the church background you came from, that was a part of what you did. But a lot of us, it we, never was. And I've had several people ask me, what is, what is Advent? What does it mean? And the word, it just simply means arrival. And we think about Jesus arriving, and so I've added a candle tonight. The white candle is the Christ candle. So we light it and we celebrate the arrival of Christ. But if you've been here, and I'm going to go ahead and and light some of these these candles. If you've been with us, you know that uh, the three purple ones, they represent his royalty. The the red or the pink candle represents joy. And uh, we've been celebrating the things that came with Jesus. Hope, peace. Love and joy. And now tonight and tomorrow, of course, we celebrate Jesus. So as we take time to slow down, I want to just offer a couple of thoughts for us to have the best Christmas possible. Just a couple of suggestions. First, make the main thing the main thing. In your life, in your home, when you go home today, whatever you're doing tomorrow, be sure to make the main thing the main thing. Isaiah 9, verse 2 and 6 says, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's what it's all about. That's the main thing that we forget in the middle of all the busy and the crazy and we're aggravated and we're frustrated with all the places we have to be and all the things that we have to do and all the money that we've spent. And somewhere in all that stress and being all wound up. We forget the main thing. It's how easy it is for us to, to forget. We get qu- quickly caught up in the busy, trying to make magical moments. But the main thing is a child is born to us. He is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. I read a quote this week that really spoke to me. It's from a guy named Mike Iaconelli, and This is what it said. He said, I want a lifetime of holy moments, Every day, I want to be in dangerous proximity to Jesus. I long for a life that explodes with meaning and is filled with adventure and wonder and risk and danger. I long for a faith that is gloriously treacherous. I want to be with Jesus, not knowing whether to cry or to laugh. That's the main thing. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. But here's, here's another thought I wanted to share, and I believe it can help you to have the best Christmas ever. Is choose peace over chaos. And I chose those words on purpose, choose peace. Peace is something we've talked about all month long, and it's something you choose. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just you know, enter your life without, your, without anything that you, you know, did to, to bring it along. You choose to be peaceful. You choose to be a peaceful person that's why we all want that. We keep chasing something that's going to fill that that space. I heard a story. Probably many of you have heard this one too. It was a wife that, uh, it was a a different wife this time. She's getting pretty tired of her husband's uh, shopping habits because all year long he bought himself all the latest toys and gadgets. He had the golf clubs and he had the, you know, the electronics and all the, the things, all the stuff so it's coming to the end of the year, it's Christmas time, and she says to him, all right, buddy, listen, you've bought yourself all this stuff all year long. You spent all of our money. On Christmas morning, there had better be something in the garage with my name on it that goes from zero to 100 in under five seconds. So Christmas morning, she gets up, she goes in the garage, and there it is, a brand-new bathroom scale with her name right on it. (laughs) Merry Christmas. That was... (laughs) It is. It is possible. It is possible for you to choose peace. Even up to, until this point, if it's been a little chaotic, if it's been a little crazy, you can choose peace. Colossians three fifteen encourages us: Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace. It's not a suggestion. This is a calling on your life. It's, God says, "I want this for you." And always be thankful. It's a great reminder. It sounds really nice. But I'm kind of a practical guy. I like steps. And we can talk about concepts all day long. But for me, I need, uh, concepts can be tough for me. I really like to know what are the practical steps that I can take. And so if, you're, if, you're, if you are like me, you might be thinking I, I would like more peace in my life tomorrow and next week and next year, but I'm not sure how to, how to make that happen. Let me encourage you with a couple of things. How can we choose peace? Number one, let go of the need to be perfect. Just make that decision right now. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be, have a perfect setup. You know there, there are at least three things that can cause a lot of stress at Christmas, and I think they're Pinterest, commercials, and the Hallmark Channel. Those three things, they will add stress into your life because we are trying to create the perfect moment. We look at that, and we're seeing this picture-perfect version of what Christmas we think should be like. Why, why do we strive so hard to... Make our lives seem perfect to others because truthfully the people that you and I admire the most are the people who are authentic and real. They show, they're not afraid to show this is who I am. Come on in. This is this is this is it. You know, my, my challenge is just focus on not being perfect, but focus on the one who is perfect, Jesus. Philippians 4 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and will guard your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's my first encouragement to you. Let go of the need to be perfect. But my second encouragement to you is remember that comparison leads to catastrophe. Some of you tomorrow or over the course of the next few days, you're going to be going to visit friends and family, and you're going to be in situations and in rooms where everybody's trying to show off a little bit to each other. And you may feel the, you may feel the urge to compare your life, your scenario, your family, your job, whatever, fill in the blank, you, you may feel the urge to compare. Remember that nothing good comes from that. Isaiah 26 verse 3 is a great reminder of what God will do for us. Says that you, the Lord, will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. So tomorrow, over the course of the next week, into the future, rather than comparing what I've got to what you have or whatever, let's just keep our thoughts fixed on Christ. If we could just keep the main thing, the main thing, keeping our attention on Jesus, we're gonna find a whole lot of peace in our lives. And a third practical thing, this is just another step that I believe would, would make a difference for you is remember that rest is always better than rushing. You see, I got, I got half a dozen places I got to be tomorrow. Well, maybe, maybe you don't have to be. Maybe you could slow down. Maybe you could say, you know, I just don't think we're going to have enough time. We, we want to be able to get a little rest and just focus a little bit. This may be the year that you give yourself permission to just slow down. In Luke chapter 10, is an account of uh, Jesus and his followers coming to the home of two sisters named Mary and Martha. And when they arrived, it says that Mary sat at Jesus' feet and listened to his teaching while Martha was running around just trying to get everything done. She's, she was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. I wonder if that sounds familiar. Martha's busy setting the table and cooking the meal and making sure everything was just perfect, and she gets frustrated. But Jesus points to Mary as the example to be followed. He says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and you're upset about many things, but only one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So this Christmas, let's be more like Mary. And focus on Jesus. Real, lasting peace. It, it comes from knowing who we belong to. When we're rooted in Christ, we know that, that, that our identity is found in Jesus. Spending time with God, remembering the sacrifice that God made for us, the stress. When we do that, the stress of life, it just slowly fades away. It just leaves us. Seeking Jesus and his, and his peace will, will ensure that you have the best Christmas ever. And we're going to take some time, just a moment, to light our candles. And I love the symbolism of this. Jesus, throughout Scripture, is referred to as like a light. It was a verse that that Riley read a few minutes ago, that uh, the light has come. The light has come into the world. And so I'm going to to light my candle off of the Christ candle tonight, and then I'm going to step down and I'm going to light uh, some of your all's candles and just ask you to pass those on. We continue to light each other's candle as we sing, but before we do that, let me read this great story to us from Luke chapter two. It says, "In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. And so everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and she was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths. Because today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace on those on whom his favor rests But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I, thought, I heard a thought this week that I'd never thought about until just, just two days ago. One of my friends online shared this. They said, I wonder if that innkeeper later in his life as he looked back on that night and that experience and surely would would have known what happened. I wonder if he'd wished that he could have found a little more room for Jesus that night. And that's my encouragement to you. You want to have the best Christmas ever? You can have it. Just choose to make a little more room. Let's make a little more room in our lives for Jesus. Let's pray. Lord, we're thankful for the gift of Jesus that we remember today and every day. We're thankful for the gift of Christ, the, the strange way that He came into our world, yet we are thankful that He came to be like us, be among us. And Lord, remind us that if we're going to have the best Christmas that we can choose to have peace. We can choose to make the main thing the main thing, remembering that Jesus has come, a Savior has been born to us. And we thank you. We love you. We pray for each man, woman, and child here tonight that you would bless them, bless their homes, keep us safe. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank you all for being here tonight. Now, as you leave, we got one more little surprise for you. We know we got a white Christmas outside. But we wanted you to have a white Christmas inside too. So thanks for being here. God bless and Merry Christmas.